Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 127 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with just Trevor right now, but Damon's going to be here soon enough. Yeah. What's that? Or Damon is on his way. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be here soon. Yeah, he will be. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're not at our normal time. So obviously people's schedules are kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah. So. This will be a chaotic one, and I'm sure people our, our old normal time though. Like this is we we yeah. So just to bring everybody behind the curtain a little bit, you know, back pre pandemic, we used to record uh, at night, right? We used to do it at nighttime on like what Saturday, a Friday uh, or and, Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fridays, and and now and you know since since we went to weekly, we've been doing it, you know, kind of midday on Sunday. But um, you know, sometimes we got to change. Obviously, we got you know, we all have weird schedules and things going on. So now we're doing it at nighttime again. It's kind of kind of feels feels like uh, feels like home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's been such a long time since we recorded at night. I mean, I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, it, it feels weird because yeah, usually around this time, I'm uh, I'm I'm thinking about um, like my brother and I usually have a, a thing on Saturday night. We actually did. Uh, we had our our virtual get together last night, so mm-hmm. so yeah. it's not an issue. But uh, your 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 normal video gaming, you guys do exactly, yeah. So yeah, we. I mean, yeah. Sometimes as we just sit and chat on Discord or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, usually I'm doing that. But yeah, it kind of feels weird tonight not doing. It. But then also for me, it's even it's even more off because this is actually the long weekend for me this oh, yeah. week. So because yeah, for some reason, May long weekend is like a week off between. Canada and the U.S. That is um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we line up, but this is the one I guess we don't line up on. So yeah. Well, that's anyway. all right. <laughs> um, do we want to see if we can get into some listener questions here while we're yeah. waiting for Damon? Yeah, Damon will show up sometime soon. Here, do you want to read the first one? Sure. Um, so uh, Marie says, on our last visit in January, a CM at Guest Services mentioned that the old FastPass system is now the Park Reservation Program and that he expected some sort of new FastPass program once COVID reservations were lifted. Uh, thoughts, speculations. He also mentioned the Disney Genie app. We speculate um, paid FastPass, maybe a few free for AP slash DVC or resort guests. Um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. And Marie adds on she's... Uh, uh, DVC, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and Copper Creek. It looks and like. the and the hearts <laughs> and the Mickey ears right there. Too. Yeah, so exactly. you can't forget those. Uh, so I I think I I you know I, I hate to say that like uh you know a random you know cast members not going to really know that much right? right there's always like a joke about the bus drivers always telling you things that are going to happen and then it's never true right <laughs> but um you know I I, I do think that. And, and we've seen some fast pass signs being removed, and I, I think that doesn't mean fast pass is going away. I think fast pass will come back. I just think it's going to be different. I I do think that they're going to go maybe to like a paid one. Uh, I don't know what that's going to look like for our annual pass holders and, and DVC members, uh, but you know I do think it's going to be different than it was. I, I'm not. Ex- I'm just guessing that it's not going to be the same as it was. I I would agree, but you know I I do like the idea of you know either. I think as an annual pass holder, that could definitely be a perk because, you know, people have been talking about, 
you know, them taking away perks from being an AP or DBC member, if that was something that was rolled into one or both of those things, you know, I obviously, you know, that would, that would benefit all of us. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, that would definitely be a good incentive is if you didn't have to worry about paying for your fast passes, but then people outside of that, you know, if you're just buying park tickets, having to pay for it, I, I think it kind of makes sense. And again, Universal has been doing it for a while and, and nobody seems to complain about that. And, and um, again, just based on what Universal has done, it seems to actually work better because there's not the fight to get fast yeah. passes. It's not the, uh, you know, the scramble 60 days out to. Yeah. The pre-planning. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing because it it is a form of crowd control, which you know, yeah. fast passes definitely need. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. It's it's hard to go off of speculation from a, a random cast member. The other thing too is yeah, the the Disney Genie app is something that they've definitely kind of kept in their back pocket that we really haven't heard a lot about in the last. I mean, really since covid started like they they, they uh, yeah yeah they said it's still happening but we haven't heard any more details about it like i i think right i don't remember where it was said recently but it was said somewhere recently that it is still coming and still happening but they they didn't give any more details about it so i mean but i kind of feel like they're gonna go to like the max pass kind of system that like disneyland has you know it kind of feels yeah. like they might go that direction and and like i said if even if they did that you know it would be nice if as an ap or a dvc member you could get like maybe if there was a tier of that where you could get in and get, you know, X number of fast passes a day or something like that as part of it as a perk. Um, yeah, it's, that's never going to happen. You, you you know that as well as I do. That's <laughs> hey, never going to happen. Hey, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 uh, you know, I'm, I'm being cautiously optimistic. You're right. It's the you thing know, is it, we've already given them our money, right? There's no incentive for them to do anything in, in that regard. I think that maybe. There might be a discount, but I don't think there'll be any free for, you know, annual pass holders or DVC, especially DVC members, because they're not paying every year. You know, there may be a discount, maybe annual pass, they, they give you a few, but DVC members, I doubt it. I'd see a well, discount, kind of like they do with the annual passes. Where exactly. You, you get the gold pass, and, and then with this, you get the DV, some sort of DVC discount on the paid or I could, see I, I could see them possibly, you're right, it, it wouldn't be like a, an ongoing thing, but I could see them doing it like as a promo thing one year, like they've done in the past where, you know, they've given certain discounts on tickets and whatnot. I could see them doing something like that, where again, just as a bit of a, an incentive, giving, you know, hey, this year we've got, you know, free, free fast passes or, you know, a certain tier fast passes on discount or whatever. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what it's what's gonna come back. You know what what, what it's gonna look yeah. like when it comes. Yeah, back. it's yeah. It, it, it's gonna be very different. Like like what we know as perks right now is gonna be very different in a year. I think. Yeah, I think I think that's true. Well, we'll have to see what happens. I, it's it's hard to know, really. I guess the only people that know are Disney. Probably not the the cast member guest services. <laughs> I don't think Disney really knows yet either. They're gonna. I don't think they do. They're they're gonna play it by ear and just kind of see how things turn out. A lot of things that are, you know, may or may not come back are going to be dependent on so many factors. We just haven't seen the data on it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So this next question, I think this is for, this is a, a Tom, Tom and, and yeah, question. This, this is all you guys. Cause I have no idea. <laughs> 
Liz says one ride from Adventure, and then I, I put in parentheses here Action Park. I, think I was very – yes, Park. I would hope yes. so because it's very confusing to me otherwise. <laughs> yes. So she wants to know one ride from Action Park that can be that should be put into a Disney park. That's mm, so difficult because no it's – No question. It, yeah, it's pretty much none of them because they're all super dangerous. But if we're going <laughs> to – Disney wouldn't do that. Yeah. If we're going to throw danger out the window, what I would like – again, it was one of my favorite rides there was Cannonball Falls. Okay. So super dangerous because you could get stuck underground and that was that. Like <laughs> you would be dead. Like there was yeah. no other question about it. <laughs> I made my wife ride that and she was mad at me for still mad at she's, me. She's yeah. still yeah. mad yeah. at you yeah. now. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, However long later. <laughs> yeah. So, so the thing that would be really neat about that is though, is that I'm thinking some sort of snow white gems in the tunnel. You're already underground. So they would do some led lighting in the Cannonball Falls, the best part maybe of- like some animatronics in there too. Like no, 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 like- no, no, because you're no, sl- no. It, okay. it's it's a water park ride, so we have to throw this to the yeah. water park. So it's not going to be glass or something, you know. Yeah, I don't think so. But let's let's just go with some gems in there as the best option at this point. Maybe something at the end, you know, maybe like um an animatronic at the end as you're shooting out over the okay. heart stopping water. Because, you know, people died in that water because of the shock. The because sho- of how cold it was. Because yeah. of how cold it was and, and the differentiation between it being 95 degrees out and that water being darn near frozen. It was difficult, <laughs> um, but it was one of my favorite rides there. I would say I'd do something like that, a little bit of a Snow White sort of gem mining theme. Well, I kind of want to go with something they they kind of used to have, which was like the uh, the rope swing uh, off the cliffs and and the jumping off the cliffs. I I feel like that would be a cool cool water park thing I, to have. I love that as well. You know, again, there was there was different iterations of those cliffs. Right, there was the free for all, then there was the dive only, and then there was the no diving. Right, so. It, and then the rope swing one too. Yep. Yeah. And the rope swing was also part of, it was a Tarzan swing, but that was in the super cold waters. Again, actually, I think that's the ride that somebody died on from hitting the yep. water. Um, that was really cool, but <clears throat> I know I've talked about this before. The problem with that one was just the amount of abuse you took while you were doing it because everyone was around you. It was like a teenager's worst nightmare, but that would be, that would be interesting. So you're saying a full on Disney Tarzan theme to that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. I, I like the concept, but Disney would make it so unfun. Disney-fied. <laughs> yeah, <it> would, <laughs> there, there would be so many like, okay, you got to wait, you know, hold on. No, you can't go yet. Nope. You got to do this. Like, yeah. Well, that was the way it was supposed to be there too. <laughs> yeah. <It> just- <laughs> right. But Yeah. Yeah, you know what, point. though? It's always surprised me at the pools at, like, the resorts with the water slides that they don't have a lifeguard at the top, that they just have that red light, green light that most of the kids ignore anyway. Well, so, I, I think because there's not enough speed involved, even if you end up hitting somebody, it's not a big deal because, you know, there's not a lot of speed involved there. Yeah, the, yeah that's the, probably true. Those slides don't get going fast enough where even if you crash into someone, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit that's of an fair. inconvenience, yeah. that's about it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fair. Um, all right. So Dan wants to know if you could be a background character in an animated Disney film, which one would you pick? So I, I read this two ways: is which background character would I be, and which movie? <laughs> well, it, what counts as a background character? Like, could I be Iago from uh, you know, from Aladdin, or is he a I main think so. character? Um, yeah, I think that counts, right? Uh, yeah. I, uh... 
I mean, I don't know. I, I think maybe, I mean, for me, that's a background character, but in me theory, too. maybe he's thinking a little bit more like obscure background character. Okay. okay. Man, that's, mm. that's tough then though. You know, like <laughs> trying to think of an obscure background character. I, well, so I guess if we're going from the movie standpoint, I would say I, I would want to be a background character in Big Hero 6. That oh, would be okay. that yeah. would be a cool, like, I mean, San Francisco is San Francisco, like, yeah, yeah it, it's very, um, you know, futuristic and all that. And I think, you know, that just being in the background of that would be fun. That's cool. Yeah. You could be the butler from that. Uh, you can- <laughs> That's a background character right there. There you go. <laughs> I think he's more of a supporting character. I don't think he's a background character. Well, that's don't- probably what Iago is, right? Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. That would aren't background characters non-speaking roles usually? Are oh, we going to go non-speak? But then, like, if that's they're non-speaking, tough. then they well, probably don't have a name then even. Well, right, what but, about, but, like, non-dialogue? Like, right? So they don't have, like, a whole dialogue, but maybe they have a sentence, right? Like, something along those lines. That's, that's, that's a hard question. Dan always has the hard ones. Yeah, okay. I thought about this one a lot and still really couldn't come up with a, a, a great character. I kind of just was like, that's a lot. That's too much work for me. How about uh, how about one of the uh, the, the gnomes from uh, Gravity Falls? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really want to be them, though. Yeah, that's true. You don't really want to be. I, I mean, pretty much, I guess, like any of the monsters in Gravity Falls. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, I can't. I can't really. I mean, I, it's an interesting. I mean, question, maybe but it's one hard. of the superheroes in Avengers. But then the problem with that is, dude, if you're a background character, you obviously have stupid power. So then you're not even cool. So then <laughs> you're, you're pointless. Just, well, well, not only are you pointless, you're probably scared your whole life because you're like, oh, dude, I'm a superhero, but you know, I'm not really all that good. So you know, I gotta, I gotta hide from like when you know Magneto comes out. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that 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 gets into a whole other realm of yeah like the the beat I wouldn't, wouldn't want to <laughs> yeah I wouldn't really want to yeah. live in a superhero world I feel like that's just like you it's know nu- nuclear warheads <laughs> at any time could happen it's the same sort of feeling right like how do you walk around you go oh dude maybe magneto collapses that building today i don't know what i'm going to do today you know like do you even go to work or anything like <laughs> I, I don't know i feel I feel like if I wanted, would want to live in a superhero universe, it would be more more like the Incredibles superhero universe as opposed to like Marvel. Marvel feels scary. <laughs> I don't know what's his name. Still destroyed that whole city, though. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I th- I don't think there's any one superhero. the The problem is, is as soon as superheroes get involved, you know, stuff is getting wrecked. So it, yeah, it doesn't really matter which universe you're in. You you know that, you know, as soon as superheroes show up, it's not that they're going to protect you. It's that stuff's going to blow up and they're going to deal with it. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd want to be like just a normal guy. Like, give me like I'm the dad from Inside Out. Like that seems very just like normal <laughs> and easy and, and I'm good. Eh, that works. Right. Right, like no one's after me. You know, I got just, like a, you're just like, one of the kids at the school, right? Like, you got a sweet mustache. You know, got yeah. a sweet mustache. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess right. watch sports. I, I think that that's what I would go with. I, I thought about this, and I was like, that's what I came up with. I just couldn't remember it until I uh, started to see all the the pictures of the movie. So that's what I'll go with. It's an interesting question. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've answered Jody's question before, but why not answer it? <laughs> Who wants to read it? I guess I will. So what would you do with Dino Land USA if you were asked to do a complete overhaul of the entire area and change the dinosaur attraction? I, I'm mad that I'm even changing the dinosaur attraction. I don't know if I'd want to do that. I <laughs> like dinosaurs, so 
I don't know. I would add, I don't even remember what we talked about in terms of adding something. I don't know. I know what Trevor's answer is. <laughs> yeah, but that's easy. I mean, I, I, I've already said this is, you know, extend Asia and turn it into indie. The same as the one in California. <laughs> turn it into the Indiana Jones attraction. Yeah. yeah. It is it is interesting that like the Indiana like they they're actually doing the I was reading they're doing the virtual queue for that ride at Disneyland it's so popular and like you would never think of dinosaur that way right like where they would need to do that but it's, but the thing is is also the queue at Indy is amazing but it's also it like 90% really indoors yeah, yeah so yeah, okay. Well, th- there's also no IP attached to Dinoland or Dinosaur. That that's really the problem. It's surprising these days. There, there's a movie, but well, it yeah, wasn't technically a good- there was a dinosaur movie. Mm, I'm gonna, not I'm gonna say love. no. Sorry, Trevor. Sorry, but I, yeah, because it, it used to be it was called uh, Countdown to Extinction, right? Yes. And then they changed it to yeah. Dinosaur to promote the movie Dinosaur. But it, you're right, it's not really IP. It's not like valuable it, IP. It, val- right, yeah. it wasn't built specifically for that movie yeah that's fair yes if you change that to any other ip it doesn't even have to be indie like give me that ride with meet the robinsons time travel wow then i'm in i feel like you gotta put meet the robinsons in like tomorrowland though like right like that that feels like it needs to be in tomorrowland to me but you you bring up a good point though It, it so so that's that's a futuristic thing what if what if animal kingdom had a future of nature area to it so like yeah, i think that's land. called pandora isn't it well <laughs> or, i mean that that's yeah that's yeah. fantasy land <laughs> hey maybe yeah. that's our future we don't know yeah. yeah um so i would say you could still do meet the robinsons and right you have the ip theming of that but you still go in the past i i think that mm-hmm. might be like my pick for most underrated disney absolutely movie. Right, like I, th- I just I feel like it is. I I hadn't watched it for so long, and then I watched it. I was like, this movie's great. Why wasn't this absolutely about great? This movie? Yeah, um, because it's a little feely in a in a in a way that's a little, you know, just think about it. As a kid, you're kind of like, yeah, so what? Right? I think that's yeah. where that movie loses a little bit for the younger age. But as an adult, you're like, oh yeah, I get this. But yeah, yeah, kids are How just like whatever. You feel, you feel for the bad guy. By the end, oh, yeah. like it's not you. You don't hate them like you do Gaston. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I we got off topic there, but I, I'm I'm trying to think of what other IP that they have that they could put in there. I it just I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we what else have we talked about? We've really just talked about Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, and um, then you you or- brought up Meet the Robinsons now, but. We did talk about Zootopia as well, but I, mm. I oh yeah yeah I, I challenge that Zootopia is it, it doesn't fit thematically in in Animal Kingdom. <laughs> well, and I also just think whatever they're going to do with it's not a huge space, right? It's it's and they're going to do something with it, right? Because they they got rid of uh the the roller coaster which i'm blanking on right now primeval dino or yeah yeah Yeah, it's just sitting there right it's just sitting there abandoned eventually they're going to tear that thing down and then what are they going to put there they're just going to sit there empty are they going to put something there or are they going to retheme the whole land i don't know it just feels like i mean i don't think they rip out dinosaur but i don't know no i don't think they rip out dinosaur either but i i think i could see them doing like an overlay but i mean I mean, dinosaur. I love dinosaur too. I think dinosaur is a great ride. It's, mm-hmm. it's a ton of fun. But it's it's funny, you know. I know that a lot of people 
won't go on that ride because it's because they get terrified by it you know yeah like my sister refuses to go on that ride as you know someone who goes on every roller coaster as scott has done skydiving but she hates that ride she can't do it mm. she just it just you know freaks her out so i mean some people won't go on it but it's it's almost like the creepy clown pool uh at, at boardwalk <laughs> it creeps some people out and yeah. they, they really didn't it's, like it and then other people loved it and you know honestly it is a very claustrophobic ride even even comparing that to indie that it's not even so much like the dinosaurs or the dark it's just the way that they they've did the theming and everything inside it feels very claustrophobic mm. and i can see where that is off-putting to certain people Gotcha. All yeah, right. I can see that. Let's see. So the next one is from Chris. What moment during a trip was it that made you say to yourself, this is why we bought DVC? I don't think I really had a aha moment. It just was, you know, you get the numbers. It makes sense. And that was that. I don't think there was a, a trip moment or anything that was like, I mean, because what are you doing that is only DVC related really at the parks per se? Well, you know, I I think for me, maybe it's like walking into like Bay Lake for the first time or like, you know, walking into Animal Kingdom Lodge and and just, you know, that that like, yeah, this is this is really nice. And this is really cool. You know, that kind of feeling when I'm booking and I don't have to pay. It's not when I'm in the (laughs) park, but (laughs) yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, that that, that's a good point is, yeah, when you're booking, you're just not even thinking about money. You're just like, yeah, we're going right. Yeah. (laughs) I I know what my moment is though. It it was I this has happened a couple of times because it's very specific to the poly is when we get off of the ferry coming back from Magic Kingdom and there is the the wave of people all going out towards the trams and into the uh um into the parking lot and we cut to the right and we walk up the path into um back into the poly and we get up you know you um we we end up staying in Morea, or we've we've ended up staying in Morea every time we've gone now. But walking up the stairs and then looking back over and seeing you know everybody else scrambling to get to their cars, and we're just outside of our room, and we go, "Yeah, we're glad that we bought DVC." <laughs> so nice. <laughs> that, that's our that's been our moment a couple of times where it just reemphasizes at the end of a day where you don't have to, you know scramble to to you know drive for another 30 minutes or whatever to get back to your hotel um we appreciate that (laughs) i also feel like that like every time i go into the dvc lounge or go to top of the world i'm always like yeah yeah this is why i got dvc right here (laughs) yeah yeah actually showing showing the the dvc lounge to my parents on the last trip that was that was another one of those moments too because even they came in and they were like wow this is really nice and i'm like yeah this is why we did this (laughs) well i I think i've told this story before like where i took my in-laws up uh to top of the world and they were like how much did you guys pay for this like because it was just like we were standing just checking out the view of everything and having a drink and like it was just like it's like matt wow this is awesome how much did you guys pay for this again you know that kind of thing so yeah yeah all right so garrett's question is for me specifically and says, Tom, I need some clarification. I haven't finished the pod- last podcast, but you said Sleepy Hollow didn't have the Nutella waffles. 
What time of day did you go? My wife was devastated when I told her this. And she checked the menu and saw the waffles still had Nutella, but only for breakfast. So I'll answer this really quickly. I have seen a couple people report this now that they do still have the waffles, but they only have them for breakfast. So I have seen that a couple times. I can confirm that I went in the afternoon. So maybe that's why they did not have them available to us. Uh, So it does seem, Garrett, that they still have the Nutella waffles just only in the morning. So make sure you go in the morning and don't do what we did and go in the afternoon. So wanted to make sure I cleared that up for everybody. Cause I had, you know, said in my trip report that they didn't have the Nutella waffles anymore. They do still have them. It's just at breakfast. All right. So we got that answered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just a thought, uh, we have one last question here, but I'm wondering if we should maybe do the ad first and okay. then we can kind of lead with this question, and then this goes into the news. Well, okay, as well. so into the DVC. Sure, news, yeah. but before we even do any of that, I have to. I, I can't even stop myself from saying that the last episode of season two of Amphibia is tonight. But you know, it it is so ridiculously game changing. So what ended up happening was, is Matt Braley, you know, went online because it was supposed to be a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "Hey, we have to pull the last episode for a little while." And no one really knew what was going on. It unfortunately had gotten to iTunes, I think, or one of the streaming services early. And some people had purchased it and watched it and all that. But, you know, again, I I waited a little bit and we ended up seeing it today. And there was a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, which was very interesting. It says, you know, the end of this episode is very violent and it is, you know, something that you have to watch out with your kids, you know, especially little kids. I'm going to tell you that it today is the day, right? So we are in um, May here of 2021. It may be better than Gravity Falls. It was so ridiculous what happened in this episode today. And again, right? Super great show. I, I wouldn't even think about spoiling it. But it was so ridiculous and so crazy and so like, wait, what? Wait, no. Wait, and that? And oh my goodness, that's crazy. It was absolutely nuts. If you are not watching that show, you're doing doing yourself a disservice. If it's not better than Gravity Falls, it is 100% currently on par with Gravity Falls, even though it does have one more season left, which again could ruin it or make it even awesomer. It is ridiculous. Go watch it if you're not watching it. If you're like Trevor and you're in Canada and don't have season two yet, like you need to watch this show. I'll just leave it at that. I I I guess I need to start watching it, <laughs> mm-hmm. dude. It's ridiculous. I, I I would love to, but like you said, there, Canada Disney Plus sorry. is I don't. It's the Twilight Zone. I don't know what they're thinking with it. <laughs> well, I'm sure it has to do with rights and all that stupid stuff. It's right? it, <laughs> it's a silly licensing thing up here that it has to be yeah. licensed, even though it's their own thing. It's, yeah, it's there, there's, silly. and it's funny, there, those are two IPs that are just so, so unfortunate that we don't have them in the park somewhere, somehow. And they're all a little bit tied together. Like, again, this won't ruin anything. This is more of just an Easter egg is that, you know, during this episode, there's a book, right, that falls on the floor of the library and, and, you know, Marcy's looking through it. And Bill is in the book. Right. They've also done an episode where it's an alternate universe. Like there are some, you know, out of the timeline 
episodes, right? They're usually two fifteen or two eleven minute episodes, and one of them is a Gravity Falls episode. It there, there's a frog Seuss. How is there like you? There's a frog Seuss in this show. Like also Kermit, <laughs> Kermit makes an appearance. Um, he is actually one of the announcers at um a bug polo game. Like they're doing it the right way, and it's so ridiculously good. But uh, those are two IPs that I would love to see. And I just. I know they're not as big as, you know, some of the other ones, but gosh darn it, I feel like a Gravity Falls, you know, sort of event and an amphibia event, you know, give me a, a world, a world changing ride, right? So that's, you know, again, Rick and Morty, we, we have all these shows that do it. And I think what's happened is, is it's become a little bit more easier to understand for the person that's not watching them, right? Like we're all, you know, you have WandaVision, you have all these shows that are giving you this whole, alternate universe sort of, you know, situation. Give me a ride like that at Disney that has a bunch of these IPs, like th- throw DuckTales in there. DuckTales went to gummy bears. Like they all like intertwine now. Like give me something like that. I'm in for that. Well, hopefully that's what they're going to be doing with some of these like connected universe things that they're doing for Disney plus and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. All right. <laughs> do, do we want to do the ad now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Trevor. Yeah. Let's do okay. let's do our ad, and then uh, we'll we'll talk about Tanya's question, and then also talk about the DVC news that came out that was out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so let, let's start with the yeah. We'll start with the ad, and then circle back on that. So uh, first up today, we have DVC resale market. Uh, DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 382-7767. When you speak to them, please be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. So, <laughs> crazy, crazy news. I mean, we actually have some like the- legit, like juicy DVC news for once. Um, so... Uh, Tanya wants to know with new Grand Floridian Villas being announced, any thoughts on the prospect of getting a hot tub in the DVC pool area? We go in winter and Grand, uh, Grand Villas at Grand Floridian are, uh, well, G- GVF, GFV, whatever. It's a hard pass because we have young kids. Uh, they, of course, want to go to the fun DVC pool, not the courtyard pool that does have a hot tub. So I don't think there's going to be any new pool here. I think they're just no. they're just doing the rooms, right? <laughs> like, I just have to go on record here as hot tubs with that many people are just nasty. <laughs> what if you're in it by yourself? Are you cool with that, or you just don't want the fact that like no, there's way too many people. Like I'm a hot tub at my house, or maybe at somebody else's house. Maybe probably not even. I'm just a hot tub at my house. Maybe an elite sort of spa, but probably not even that. Like, nah, dude, unless I'm in charge of the maintenance of a hot tub. No, thank you. (laughs) Nah. Well, we should. So we should talk about this news, right? So Disney DVC has announced that they're going to convert 200 hotel rooms uh, to studio villas, only studios. Um, for summer 2022, it's the Grand Floridian building that is closest to the DVC rooms currently. 
Uh, so, but there's some really interesting stuff in here. Like, I I put some bullet points about this. First of all, they're all studios. All the rooms are five guests, uh, and they're actually going to be quite a bit bigger than uh, the current DVC studios, assuming they don't make them any smaller. Because uh, like they're listed now as like 447 square feet versus 374, which is like the typical. Uh, and then. There's also some interesting things in here. They're going to add these villas to the existing condo association. So that means the new owners, first of all, are they're not going to be restricted uh, like the Riviera ones are because they're not building like a separate resort. Uh, they're just adding this to the mm. current uh, this the current uh, condo association, and so they're not going to have those restrictions. So so we think, right? They can well, amend. They, they can do amend some condo. sort of legal wrangling. Yeah. Well, they can amend them however they want. I would. I would be on the same side as you saying that they're probably not going to, but yeah. we cannot definitively say anything. Yeah, that's true. But the other thing that was interesting to me is that the expiration date's going to stay the same. So now you're going to be buying into these rooms and the expiration date is 2064. So, But, but maybe it's... there. Okay, so maybe what they're doing is they're setting it up for just extra points for those people that want to buy in that maybe already have contracts. Yeah. Right? That's kind yeah. of what I'm thinking a little bit. I... I I think that's yeah. not necessarily a bad idea because, again, if I was to buy more, I mean, I did it already, right? Like, so I had a Saratoga contract and I went and bought more Saratoga points. They were available for me, thank goodness. But interestingly enough, when I was on the cruise and I was debating buying even more points, they were not available that day. They actually had a, you know, bring me back in two days later and be like, oh, there's points available now if you want them, right? Obviously, you know, some sort of right of first refusal somewhere was going on, but I think that's a lot of what happens here is that people are just looking for more points at their current resort, especially if you're not going to buy resale. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I saw Derek, uh, you know, Derek from DVC Resale Market posted in our group that uh, he was he was working for DVC, I think, when they were selling Grand Floridian originally, and he had mentioned in the group that they it had sold so quickly that like Disney kept like raising the price to slow it down and it, it 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 wouldn't slow down like it's a it's a very in-demand resort and it's already it's one of the smallest resorts that they have i mean it's very small is it what is it only 100 rooms well, right now for so, studios yeah which yeah. they've just tripled in size so yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's such just, a great way to also burn up points without necessarily look let's just say nobody really buys into them at the same rate as maybe they're buying somewhere else, it's still going to eat up points, right? Yeah. It's an easy way for them to start eating up points, you know, and again, if people buy them, absolutely great. But eating up points is really the name of the game, especially for the next few years. And, and uh, yeah, I was going to bring that up as, you know, even, even if you don't care about buying at uh, the Grand Floridian, this is good for, you know, anybody that is specifically looking to stay in studio size rooms, because yeah, you know, having all this extra inventory means, you know, one, you either have the option of staying at Grand Floridian or two, you know, there's people are more people are staying there, which means that you're not going to have quite the same crazy battle for, you know, certain resorts where there's less studio resorts or less studio rooms, right? So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Studios are the most popular room well, and they're the and, most difficult to get, right? So and especially when you allow five people, right? That even makes yeah. it even better. Well, and these are going to be bigger rooms too. You know, that's that's you so, know quite a bit bigger. Well, I'm not necessarily a studio person anymore, right? These might 
pique my interest, right? That's another interesting thing, right? You might get people that are not necessarily studio people being more interested in this, not only for the extra square footage, but also the exclusivity of the Grand Grand Floridian, right? Like there's there's something yeah. going on there yeah. where I wouldn't do a studio at the Grand Floridian previously, right? Because I'm assuming they were not five, the older ones. Is that the case or not? I- don't know actually because they they have the existing DVC building does have all the room types right so they it has studios and one bedroom studio I just didn't know if they were but, four or five yeah, studios but I don't know that's a good question well e- even if they are five that extra space makes it like okay maybe I would do that plus they'll be well, they'll be new right there's something to be said there it definitely changes my thought process for this resort. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say it is five, Damon, because when I stayed there, we had the queen size bed, we had the pullout couch, and we had the the bed that the comes down bed, from under yeah. the TV. Okay. So gotcha. I'm thinking it's five. Yeah. Gotcha. So I think it's going to eat up points. I, I think that people will add on points if they're Grand Floridian people are ready. You know, there is something to be said about people not, especially people that aren't as well versed in, let's say, resale and or playing the DVC game, right? Let's just say that you, that's not your thing, right? It's way easier to buy points from Disney at the current resort that you're at than doing something else, without a doubt. Yeah, no, that's true. Now, I was going to ask, do you think that, um, like you were saying, you know, this may just be something where they allow people to add on. Do you do you suppose that they'll have um, a, a point where they're maybe pushing new members to buy into it, like it. I it don't seems, think it's add on only. I, I, I yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be add on only. But I just think with the same end date, why would you? What would be well, the I benefit? Mean, I mean, that's months? still that's still forty years out. It's twenty sixty four, right? So I'm gonna hand you a dollar or a dollar fifty. Which one are you taking? <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's really what you're talking about at this point. Like, unless you're so in love with the Grand Floridian, but. You can always stay there anyway. That's the kind of the cool thing about DVC. So I don't necessarily think that I would take, like if I was going to buy new, right? At this point there, and especially if I was going to buy directly from Disney and I'm not going to add on at Saratoga, then I'm looking for that end date because it gives, you know, again, at this point, right? It probably gives my kids more time there because I don't know if I'll, I'll be too old to be going at the end of these current contracts. Um, but why would I not want to do that? I don't know, right? That's that's what I would be doing. So I, I think that there there will be some people that will do it, right, for the exclusivity of the Grand Floridian. But I think that you know it's going to be a great way for people to add on at that resort. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I I'll be interested to see what the price point is, right? So yeah, because because right now it's priced at two forty five direct, which is is you know a little high. That's that's like their sold out price, right? But uh, you know. I, do they go down? To, Absolutely to lower not. That? No, you don't think so. No. Well, especially with, with with what Derek said, where they like literally couldn't. They sold it out so fast. I mean, they'll probably keep it at a high number. I would think. And and why not? Because while it's not being sold, it's still serving a purpose of eating yeah, points. True. Yeah. 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 But I mean, uh, you know, the, those rooms will probably. Well, I don't know what the declaration po- process is when they're adding them to a current condo association. Like, I don't know how that works. I'm assuming they still need to like declare the rooms and groups while they set, like when they sell the points. You know, um, I don't know. That's and then, a good question. And then, all, so I'm seeing here that um, it, it says annual dues will be the same for all Grand Florian owners. So, do you suppose that? Um, 
I mean, obviously they're factoring that into adding on here. Um, could you possibly still see a bit of a, an increase in dues over the next couple of years? Well, I mean, I it's since it's like per right, so there's obviously going to be more expenses, right? Because they're adding a whole other building. But at the same time, you're also going to have all those new owners and and new points that are in there where people are paying by the point to keep that up. So I bet it could go up. I mean, if the between the two buildings, if you know the overall cost of everything goes up, then yeah, maybe maybe it will go up. It's possible. I don't know though. I think these are all questions we're, we're going to have to wait to see. But, I mean, it's interesting they're saying it's only going to take a year, which, I mean, makes sense because they're, they're, it doesn't seem like they're tearing down walls here, right? It, they're yeah. just going to redo the rooms, right? So, yeah. And I'm sure they're already very nice rooms. So, um, But, yeah, it, it seems like they'll they'll do this pretty pretty quickly and then have those available. I just I, I wasn't expecting this news. It's kind of crazy. And, I, I unfortunately, Tanya, I just don't think they're going to do any changes because there's already a DVC pool area. Why would they do anything else? Right. I mean, they're just going to have another building sharing it oh, unless they just don't feel like the area is big enough to add another 200 rooms. I mean, like you said, they're tripling the size of this. Now you're going to, are all those people going to be able to use that? That's, you know, single space, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure well, it'll be fine, but I don't know. So uh, I'll say this at, at the, uh, at the Polynesian, they, they have the, the, the one pool is the DVC pool. And then the main pool, a lot of people still walk over to the main pool, even though they're staying at DVC. Like I've never seen the, the DVC pool point, uh, filled to a point where it was an issue. So I, I don't, I don't see them like they're, they're probably looking at the same ways that, you know, people are not going to, you know, just stay to at the closest pool just because if they really want it to use the pool, they'll go over to, to the main pool. Yeah. Right. So I do love the fact that they're just throwing 200 studios into the system. Like that's just awesome. That's, that's a lot of pent up points. They had to do something. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be great. And yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm happy about that because yeah, that means in the next couple of years, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be hard to get bookings, you know, at least here oh, for sure. the next year or so, but this does alleviate it a little bit. And then also even going past that, it makes studios a little more feasible at certain resorts because, you know, like, like you said, you know, like boardwalk is a great example of a resort where it's really hard to get a studio there. But now, you know, just having a little more inventory elsewhere means that people aren't fighting for it as much, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I, I, do you guys have anything else to, to say about this before we move on to the next thing? But I, I mean, I think it's great news. It's great news for every DVC member, even if you're not going to buy into it. So, yep. And the location of that building, I don't know if you guys looked, but the location of that building is really nice, right? It's like right on the water. Uh, it's right, right by the pools. It's, it's not too far from the monorail and from the main building. It's, it's a really, it's a perfect location. It's the, the closest one. It's basically right on the other side of the beach from the current DVC building. So it's, Hmm. it's a good spot. All right. Well, the next thing I had on the list was Avengers campus updates. And there's a couple things here. Dude, there, there is literally an item on the menu called spoonful of cereal that is raisin bran. (laughs) <laughs> I, I i'm just like, out on that i'm out that's on that. breakfast but you know yeah that is so random with everything it else is. on the list it's yeah. so stupid 
It's just if somebody wants some cereal for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm just. Is it yeah. served in a giant spoon? I hope it is. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I guess so. This is this is a little bit. The, the food is a little bit underwhelming, even though I like the idea that they were going with. And honestly, I, I looked at this whole thing, and dude, some of these are like sam like a sandwich, like. Really? There is literally only two things on here that are even anywhere close to interesting, which is this PB&J punch, which I don't know how they're pulling that off, right? A lemonade with peanut butter and strawberry flavors. And then the only other thing that is even close to being worthwhile is this Mission Breakout unique, um, what's it called? The, the Cosmic Cream Orb. Everything else is just... That's that's down the bottom. Everything else is just. I'm very disappointed in this. Very the, disappointed. The chicken sandwich is cracking me up though because of like so like the whole thing with you know because it's it's uh it's um what is it Pim Kitchen or whatever it is yeah or yeah Pim Test Kitchen like the gigantic piece of chicken with the really small bun. I just think that's kind of funny. But like, <laughs> but it, also really annoying to eat. <laughs> but but here's the thing: you have this like this whole like th- there is such thing as test kitchens, right? Like. Yeah, there's a freaking salami ham and cheese sandwich. You can fancy that up however you want. And I think <laughs> I think the big one of that is a hundred dollars, right? Yeah, well, it feeds like six to eight people, but yeah, it, there's a big version does, of it. That's but why do I want a really big sandwich? Right? Like it just seems I mean, so ridiculous. It, it, if you can find a family where all like if a family of six people, where all six of them are like on board with having a giant sandwich. <laughs> sure but sure, yeah yeah everybody's cool with salami rosemary ham provolone sun-dried tomato spread on toasted for- but it just yeah. it just seemed like there could have been look half of the menu could have been crazy and the other half not and i would have been okay with that but there's nothing here that i'm like oh that's crazy this was the opportunity for crazy and it just it's missed a little bit yeah i i, I get what you're saying I think they focus too much on the size differential stuff and not enough on the crazy. The size gimmick? Yeah, yeah. as the differentiator. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, like that, That you're right. That that seems to really be where this went was they were like, oh, let's, you know, let's make the bun small and the chicken big. Like, okay, yeah, that, that works for one. There's a ham but, and cheese sandwich and a bowl yeah. of cereal. Like, I don't yeah. think I need to go anywhere <laughs> past that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Can I like, also say that I hate Caesar salads that are like that, that are just the, a big heart of romaine? Like, it, I just well, I, and this not, this one I has to dig that man. This has uh, see, a single crouton with it. Uh, a oh, single crouton. Oh well, it's a giant crouton. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. Well, I don't want that. <laughs> I do want the crispy parmesan at the at pieces. I, I'll eat that. But yeah, and the the meatball thing looks good. I mean. But it's meatballs. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There yeah. could have been some sort of craziness going on. And I'm just looking at this stuff and most of it I could find at a deli. And that's disappointing for, for me. You know, I, I just I don't get it. I think there could have been a lot more. But I, I guess the problem is, is that you have to cater to things that people would like. But then they've taken it a little bit past that. So you have made a, it too simple. Yeah. Well, that's what you try to cater to, but they've yeah. they've not fancied it up, but they've like again. So rosemary ham and you know tomato spread, a sun dried tomato spread. You know, there's gonna they're gonna pull people out instead of just having a salami ham and you know cheese sandwich. 
They've made it just enough that some people won't like it, but not crazy enough that it seems interesting, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So it's, it's yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It makes total you, sense. You know, I, I feel like what they could have done, it, like, if you ever watch, like, those cooking shows and stuff where it's like they get them to do, like, dessert pasta, where it's like, you know, you, you make w- yeah, what yeah. looks like a pasta, but it's all made out of dessert ingredients, right? Dessert, it's, yeah, so so uh, Duff does that in a lot yeah. of his shows. It's called dessert and pasta or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you know, if I feel like if they had done something like that, where, you know, instead of just playing around with, you know, oh, this is too big and this is like too Like the small, meatballs were cake. Exactly. Like <laughs> if, if they, if they <laughs> yeah. made, yeah, if the meatballs were the dessert option and it was like, hey, that looks crazy or, you know, that's deceptive. You know, I feel that could have worked in this case. Like they, they definitely could have played that into because the whole thing is I, I get the whole Pim, Pim Industries is, you know, the, the big and small thing, but it's also supposed to be science based, right? Which, you know, really they could have opened it up a lot more than they did. I, I think it was just somebody read like the, the tagline of Ant-Man and was like <laughs> big and small. Okay. Done. Like that's what we're doing. But right? like what's <laughs> even, yeah. I mean like the whole sandwich, the chicken sandwich with the small roll and big chicken, and giant chicken. <laughs> like, yeah. I just feel like you could have done something where you had mini chicken sandwiches on a chicken, like it, it, it just could have been yeah. a little bit better. But uh, honestly, that chicken sandwich would make me mad. <laughs> it well, you have to eat, to eat it with a fork. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like you, you, so you eat all around. Like you just eat this big slab of chicken, but then, like, you want that full bite, right? Like you want the bun. You're and getting the, one of them. In yeah, the middle. exactly. And you're probably yeah. already not even hungry at that point. Yeah, that 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 actually <laughs> makes me mad now that I look at it. <laughs> I do, I do like that their specialty drinks are in beakers. So like that, that's kind of cool. But I mean, that's easy. So that that, that was the again that that was the yeah. smart choice. Is yeah, you know, yes. you know, keep everything in that science thing. But like I said, that's the whole thing. Is you have like you know entire labs. Like you know, look at look at lab equipment. Look at all that stuff. You can play around with that. And, yeah. and here's an interesting thing, right? So they have these. And this is a, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, what are, are you going to skip the over treats? the shawarma place? Uh, yeah, just for the time being to make a point, yeah. right? So what they yeah. did here is they took these churro spirals with unique flavors, right? And I think that, again, is a, a little bit more of what we were looking for. Give me a churro that is, I'm trying to think of, key lime pie churro. Yeah. Right? And I go, okay, that's a little bit of a test kitchen sort of thing. And I say, hmm. That's a little bit more interesting to me because you have something, but it's got a weird flavor rather than the size. The, the size thing, I, I totally agree, Trevor. It's it's way too much, and I get that's what they were going for, but... I do I think know. this Cosmic Cream Warp looks pretty good. The Krispy Kreme Puff with whipped raspberry cheese. That's what I was stuff. talking about, yeah. Yeah, that's what you're yeah. talking about. Now that yeah. I'm down here, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I, I don't even really like uh, cheesecake, but again, uh, that looked good. And, and again, that also looks different enough but it's also got this weird color it's also got a raspberry cheesecake mousse which is a little bit weird and i don't know what the outside of that is but it looks really good it just is it's almost, different. Like, almost looks like oreo cookie or something yeah like it, it's yeah but but it almost looks like a truffle or something yeah it's exactly. otherworldly right like that yes that's the point <laughs> like the desserts in yeah. uh what is it satuli canteen and yeah and uh, and yeah, yeah. That, that that one cheesecake that's like that blue cheesecake right oh that is yeah. that is the best yeah it is. Yeah, the rest of these are mailed in. Um, the the shawarma place. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's falafel. Like, okay, I can yeah. go get that wherever I want. 
<laughs> it's cool that they have plant based. That's that's nice that they're doing that too. Absolutely, I agree with that. But yeah, I'm just I'm not very. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I I, I, I go ahead. sorry. I I was gonna say, you know, I I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, they're giving options. You know, when when I'm there and I'm just hungry for something, yeah, being able to grab a shawarm or something is great. But if I was going to the the Pim Laboratories restaurant, that I'm not there just to eat. I'm there for an experience, and I, I think that's what we're really getting hung up on here is that it's not. You know, yeah, great. You can get shawarma. You can get, you know, a ham sandwich or whatever. But, <laughs> exactly. But a bowl of cereal. That, yeah, but that's not why I'm here. A <laughs> hundred dollar ham sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I by the way, when they first posted that, they didn't make it clear that that served six to eight people. So yeah. people were like, a hundred dollar sandwich. What? Well, see, here's the thing. Like, I was interested at that point because I was like, oh. Maybe this is something like super cool and special. And I was excited. And then it's just like, nah, it's just super big for a million it, people. And yeah, I was very it, disappointed. Anybody buying the infinity gauntlet uh, to hold your Coke? <laughs> I could, I'm just imagining people walking around with that. But I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I think it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's up there with popcorn buckets and all that. It's, yeah. you know, it, it's fair game, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also put some uh, merch in here because I think this is really interesting uh, about the the merch that they're selling here. Because I and I don't know if this is I don't know. This is I I read the comments on this article and people seem mad about this. Um, but basically, part of the like the merch that they're selling are things that can help you do different actions on the Spider Man ride, which in and of itself is cool. But mm-hmm. if the idea here is that you buy that stuff and you get a higher score because of it, then that's making people <laughs> mad. <laughs> Pay to win so, theme park yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm. But, but the neat thing about this is like, so you can buy these like web slinger things and they all, they have like different powers. So like they have one that's like a Iron Man one and then uh, they have a, a different Spider-Man one and then a ghost spider. So like, and they do, they shoot different things on the ride, which is a really cool idea. Right. But I do agree with the idea of if you get a higher score because you have that stuff, it's kind of annoying, right? Well, well it's, not, it's not even just the, you know, getting a higher score. I think it's, you know, fundamentally changing. Like, I'm assuming these, like, um, the uh, the Iron Man one is like the repulsor cannon. So instead of throwing webs, you're shooting like Iron Man's um, blaster thing. So that yeah. changes that changes up how the ride feels and plays. It's not even about getting the highest score. Sure, it's yeah. just that they're they're selling you know, hey, you know, um, replayability or you know, uniqueness on this ride is behind a paywall. Kinda, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I can see where that doesn't feel great because yeah, it feels like. You know, they, they're like, hey, you can try this, but, you know, it's better if you come over here and spend $20, right? <laughs> so I mean, but at the same time, it's a cool idea. Like, I, I can't think of anything else that's ever done that. You know, like, that's, it's a, it's a different, it's a very different idea. And I, I think it's kind of cool. I, I mean, I wouldn't be that upset about it, right? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, I need to buy this thing. Like, I just want to buy it. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm, I don't feel like I'm missing out there by not having it. So... <laughs> Um, but I, I don't know. I just think it's an interesting idea that they would do that. So I, I, I guess it does equate to like, um, when, when we did the, the droid building in, yeah. um, in galaxy's edge, 
we, we, or I spent a little bit more and we got the backpack with it and that, you know, the droid, you build the droid, but then when it's in the backpack, you leave it on and it will actually like talk and interact with things as you're walking around the park, which is kind of the same thing. I think is, yeah. you know, you're, you're paying for Somewhere. something extra and it's, you know, changing up the experience or adding something to the experience which again, I can see people going, well, you know, why should it be that, you know, I can't see and do everything without paying extra money? Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the best answer is to that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I'm not opposed to it, but I also can understand why some people don't want it to be that way. But, but I guess the other side of that too is, you know, if, if they, if they just pandered to, you know, keeping everything as a free experience, we wouldn't have any of this stuff. Yeah. That's I guess would be the other side because they wouldn't, they wouldn't invest the money into building these things if they couldn't, you know, recoup some cost on it. Of course. Yeah. We, how do we feel about the spider bots? I think they're kind of cool. I like them. I, I like them. They remind me of, um, I, I, I remembered seeing some nanobots like, years ago it, it it looks like they're just like marvel customized nanobots <laughs> yeah um, yeah i could yeah. see that i like them though they're they're, they're cool looking I, and i like that they kind of theme them to different superheroes too so like there's yeah. an iron man one a black widow one black panther one and man and wasp uh and then they even teasing that they're going to make different versions and then it, it also has the backpack too so you were talking about the backpack for your droid they have a backpack that you can get for the uh a spider-man themed backpack for the uh for the spiders and then i also really like these uh cool goggles too <laughs> further down <laughs> but, the list here yeah I'm, I'm looking at these right now it's it's goggles and does it come with the uh the web slingers i don't know if well, it comes or? with it or if it's separate <laughs> okay but there's um, there's web shooters that have light sounds and a display for when they're not being used to save the day uh and then 17 unique expressions on the eyes so they're they, for those you know obviously nobody can see this but it, they kind of look like the spider-man eyes like and mm -hmm. and their goggles you can put on and apparently i'm guessing they they make different expressions right that seems what it's like what it does right uh, on the screen i'm guessing it just it just does yeah so things. so it's yeah the idea is it's like how spider-man you know yeah. his, his eyes are very expressive because you can't see the rest of his face never understood uh, how that works practically but never mind <laughs> it, it, like, the suits made by tony stark so he can do whatever okay, he yeah, wants right just shut up okay yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. we'll, we'll just keep with that and, and move yeah, on fair enough. but fair enough. um yeah it's it, I, I guess the only thing with that is it says you know 17 different expressions but is it a matter like are you having to manually flip through those or does it, does it or does, just randomly do it yeah I feel like I wanted to like blink while I blink, right? Like that yeah. again. That, that's what I'm wondering is if this thing is smart enough to know that you're, you know, moving your face in a certain way, and and the the reflect or the expressions match what you're doing, right? These these are all good questions. These are all yeah. good questions. So. I, I I don't. I admit I don't think I would wear these around the park personally. <laughs> I mean, I think you're gonna see people wearing this stuff all around. I mean, like yeah. this stuff is gonna be all those those. Uh, web slinger things they're gonna all be around the parks and I, I fully expect people with the 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 gauntlet to be walking around drinking a soda from it like i i just assume all of that's gonna be the well, case we already had because they already had the infinity gauntlet sipper thing in, in yeah yeah uh, tomorrowland right and yeah people it sold out like super fast exactly it was yeah, like it was so, gone yeah yeah, yeah th th that's kind of a no-brainer <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. I, I'm just realizing that Avengers Campus is opening June 4th, and that's like a like a week and a half from now. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's it's really soon. Or, I guess, yeah, two weeks. Basically two weeks. So, yeah, it's that's crazy. It's, it's so soon. But uh, I, there's some cool stuff here. I Listen, I know we were underwhelmed with the food, but I like the merchandise looks cool, and the ride looks cool, so... Yeah, I, you know, it's definitely, um, for me, like we, we've been talking about going back to Disneyland, but again, not, not immediately. Like it's probably going to be in another year or two. And yeah, the hope is, is by, by the time we go back, you know, Avengers campus will be open. There'll be, um, there'll be a bunch of new stuff for us to experience. And I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I will admit, um, I, I was making the point earlier about the ham sandwich is that, you know, I have a family of three and we can't, can't all agree on eating the same thing. I don't know why you would buy a ham sandwich for six people because I, I don't, I can't think of a family out there where everyone could agree that, yeah, a ham sandwich is the best thing <laughs> to have right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there's going to be stuff. I, I really just want to go just to see the Spider-Man robot thing that they're going to fling into the sky and and see that thing going across. Like, I can't wait for the first videos of that. Like, I don't know if that's an opening day thing or if that's I, not going to be till later, but it seemed like they're ready to do it. So I'm, I'm hoping they start doing that day one. I just really hope that it doesn't fizzle like how... Remember we were hyped about the potential of them using drones for the X-Wings oh, yeah. and it was like a super let down because they just used it one time yeah they they used it for the opening and then we never saw it again i really hope that they that they figure something out for whether it's like part of a show or something like that for the the uh the spider-man animatronic i just hope that it like it's not just you know you you get to see it on youtube videos because they never do it again after the first day i just hope it's like random throughout the day like that's my i I hope it's like the dapper dan's like you don't know where they're gonna show up you just look in the sky and spider-man is flying by right right which that's what my hope uh, is i i feel like they wouldn't do that because you know for the amount of money that was invested in that you wouldn't want to just be you know you know robot flying by and nobody notices right like i I feel like it would be part of a show or something like that. But but it has to fit into like the idea of the land that like Spider-Man's just there and like it's it's part of the immersion of it, right? That Spider-Man's just randomly going by. Like if you make it part of a show, then it's then it takes away from the immersion, right? Cuz it's like, oh, Spider-Man's going to make an appearance like you know, in 15 well, but, minutes. <laughs> but but that's what I'm thinking is, you know, if they, if they have like a meet and greet or something and they cue it to like, oh, you know, Spider-Man's coming for the meet and greet and then you see him come flying across the sky and then, you Okay, know, that would be cool. Yeah. Right, comes I'll, out. I'll give you that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, and then, you know, he comes out for the meet and greet. Like, oh, like yeah, you know, I, I think any like, you know. You know, my, you know, I, I was originally going to say, you know, any kid under 10 would be amazed by that. I'm 40 no, I, I'm, years old no. and I would be amazed by that. Yeah, so. that's what I, I'm being amazed yeah. by that too. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah, right. I, like, you're, yeah, I, I retract what I was saying about age. You know, I think anybody would just be hyped about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll freak out when I see that for the first yeah. time. Like, I'll, I'll, my brain will explode. So, <laughs> speaking of Disneyland, by the way, I was reading that the, uh, they're not opening the Matterhorn in, all the way until July. And uh, I saw another article today about the Matterhorn is just like straight up falling apart. Uh, it's an <laughs> so, old coaster, unfortunately. It does it yeah. does need some love, but uh, apparently pieces of the the outside of the mountain have been falling off. And, yeah, it's. I, I mean, the, the thing is, is over the years it has gone through points where you know they they do maintenance and stuff. Um, I recall, I recall being there once when they were fixing it up, 
And yeah, it's, that's exactly as, you know, it's, it's a giant mountain that's like not, or I don't want to say like paper mache. It's more like plaster or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, of plaster, course, yeah. yeah, of course, over time, it just breaks down and, you know, I, I would expect it'll probably have some maintenance due here in the next little while. But I mean, they're, if they took the Matterhorn out, I mean, they're not going to yeah. take it out. I yeah, mean, that's, they, they, I, I they, they'd have to protest at the yeah. gates. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I don't think they're going to take it. Out. I, I, you know, now I'm just going back to the Spider-Man thing again. I, I just realized the fact that, like, if they are doing a Spider-Man meet and greet, which I'm assuming they are, they can't, they can't do it at the same time, right? They can't have them happen at the same time. Exactly. There's only the one Spider-Man, so it can't be like, oh, I'm meeting Spider-Man, but I also see him flying through the air right now too. Um, unless Although, it's an indoor meet, in which case they can. E- yeah, or that. if it's in different areas. Yeah. yeah, if it's like at a place where you can't see where he's going to go flying, then yeah, okay. Well, but I guess we'll have to see. but I, I feel like that animatronic is going to be something that you could see, knowing the layout of California Adventure, you're going to be able to see it from quite a lot of places. Like you would be able to see it from from uh, um, Pixar Pier. You'd probably be able to even see it um, from uh, from Grizzly Peaks. Okay. Like, like that area, even, even though you're, um, like you're covered by, there's like a, or a grizzly river run is there. You can still like, uh, I'm just thinking about where, um, the, the guardians of the galaxy mission outbreak is that yeah. tower is pretty visible from a lot of the park. So if you're doing something over there with an animatronic, I would expect that the, you know, the, the thing flying through the air is going to be pretty high up in the air. I, I do feel like this is not the same as like those drones that they promised or even the robots because like those had some obvious flaws, right? Like, so the, the whole drone thing, they were the size of cars, uh, you know, they probably weren't going to be able to consistently be used. And then the drones have the, you know, the problem with, you know, human beings yeah. <laughs> touching them and messing with them and, and crowds and such. But this is something I feel like they can completely control. It's technology they've been de- developing for years. I feel like this is happening. Like, I, I feel like this is going to happen. I, I just, like I said, my, my biggest concern is that, you know, they, they run it for a little while and then they realize that the robot is not, or the, like the, the, the thing that they're launching after so many throws, it, it malfunctions or whatever, and then it just doesn't happen anymore, right? I, I hope that's not the case, but I do feel like this is going to be one of those like viral things. It's going to be the thing that people. It's going to be the purple wall of uh, of the park, For, you know? Yeah, I, I just want it to. Yeah, I, I just don't want it to be a day one and done thing. I get it. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's yeah, let's do our second ad. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go ahead and do that, and then we got some other stuff to talk about. Uh, so this second ad is for Monero Financial. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about buying a, a, a resale contract from DVC Resale Market. If you're looking for financing options for your DVC purchase, look no further than Monero Financial. Monero, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monero offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go check out their quick online quote first. You might be surprised at just how affordable joining DVC can be. Go to MoneroFinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. And when you speak to them, of course, let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Okay. Nice. Gravity Falls Magic Band. What? Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> I'm disappointed I, by it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> what? 
I what? it doesn't have the characters I wanted. I want a Seuss Magic Band or a Grunkle Stan. Like I don't want Dipper and Mabel. I mean, at least Waddles is there, but like okay, D- Dipper and Mabel are. I mean, the twins are the main characters of the story. So of course the you know the yeah. the very first go at it. Dipper and Mabel seems obvious. You know, my my wife is thrilled that Mabel is on there because Mabel's her favorite character. Okay. Um. So I get that, and and you're right. You know, maybe this is a lead into, you know, you might get like a Seuss and Grunkle Stan magic band at some point, or even like a Bill Cipher or something like that. Give so, me one of those, man. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me some of those other cool characters. I mean, there's so many. Like I, I you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of different ones that I would uh, buy from that show. You know. For sure, yeah. Maybe like a little Gideon one. Like, you know, that that one would be funny, too. Like, there's so many fun things you could put on those. And no offense to Dipper and Mabel. Of course, that's the place you go, right? And I, I also just am not a big fan of the color red. Just, meh. You know, <laughs> that's just not a Magic Band color I would ever buy. But I, I, I love the fact that they decided to make a Gravity Falls Magic Band. That is very cool. I, I'm, I'm psyched about that. I will also say it costs $30, which feels like a lot. <laughs> um, for a lot of these... Yeah, customized magic bands that's pretty or not customized but like you know specific um yeah. characters and stuff that's pretty par for the course so and they did just raise the prices too so yeah this was probably would have been a 25 dollar one now it's a 29 dollar one so exactly so yeah it's so it's not outlandish in the price but you know just the fact that they're doing it like you said the, the hope is is that you know i i think on this show in particular, you know, we all are huge fans of Gravity Falls. So, you know, yeah. we want it to succeed. We want it to, to be more visible in the parks and all that kind of stuff. Maybe if this sells well enough, that might be enough to start seeing more of that kind of stuff, right? Like yeah, you maybe. said, you know, you know, maybe this will lead into, Hey, you'll start getting some of the other characters or maybe they'll, it would be nice if they did like, um, sets of magic bands based like instead of them just releasing like you know here's a here's one based on the show is it's like you know here's a set of five based on on amphibia or here's a set of five based on gravity falls right and they've done i feel like they've done some stuff like that where they've done like a series of them but like yeah yeah but but it's that would be cool to do with this yeah and and i think that would be a good way like, like um so uh damon had to step away so of course he's not chiming in on this but uh um, you know, I, I think that it would be a good way to start bringing a lot of those shows into the park, right? Yeah. Like they, they can't, uh, you know, they can't redo rides, but you know, th- this is a pretty ent- easy entry level for merchandise as you know, it's a magic band and, you know, like I said, maybe it will lead to seeing more of this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope so. I, I think it's, I feel like awareness of Gravity Falls is kind of low. Like, I feel like if I, when I mention it to people, they're like, what is that? I've never heard of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I, this is a good way to raise the profile a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, and really there, there's a whole list of shows like that. Like it, even like long before Gravity Falls, like, you know, we, there's shows like recess and stuff that, oh, yeah. you know, at, at various points it, it was, you know, cartoons and shows that were on Disney channel that, you know, in their, in their prime, they were amazing, but they just don't get the love in the parks yeah. because, you know, they, they can't find the right place to sell them or whatever. So, um, yeah, the hope is, is that if Gravity Falls can get a magic band, potentially any show could actually get a magic band. <laughs> yeah. That would be, that would be great. Right. Yeah. 
All right, let's talk anyway. about um it's speaking of magic bands. <laughs> look at that. Uh, ah. <laughs> so Disney announced that pass holders will no longer receive complimentary magic bands, which I I'm not shocked by. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I think the interesting thing about this besides the fact that they're not going to get annual pass uh, the, they're not going to get those anymore and by the way i'm sure most pass holders already have a, ma- a bajillion magic bands and probably you know don't need that so for those that don't know we've talked about this on the show before you can use your magic bands forever like they, they they don't they have a battery in them but they you don't need the battery for almost anything you need to do in the park so you can use those magic bands as long as you want um but what what I was going to say is, uh, they said in their announcement, complimentary magic bands will de- be discontinued for annual pass- passes purchased and renewed on August 16th and beyond. That feels like a yeah. very spe- specific date to me. <laughs> well, I, I mean, they, they obviously have to, they always establish a cutoff on these things. They always yeah, want to make it clear sure. that, you know... You know, you can't say, well, you didn't tell me that it was the beginning of August or end of August or whatever. They, they want to be specific about it. But the word that is most curious is purchases, because as yep. we know, there hasn't been any the ability to make any new purchases. So there, there's a bit of an implication here saying, hey, you know, maybe on August 17th, you'll actually be able to start buying annual passes again. I, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there right now, unrecorded. <laughs> this could be replayed anytime. I think August 16th is when they start reselling annual passes. I'm calling it right now. I'm saying it. Done. I'm not even saying this is a rumor. I'm saying this is what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I, I hope you're right because I was looking into it for my next trip, and I think I do want to do an annual pass next year because we're gonna try and possibly do a couple of trips. So. If uh, if I can get an annual pass before that trip, uh, that'd be good, why, right? Yeah, why not, right? Um, yeah, and and truth be told, while you know they're making a lot of changes to the Disneyland passes, I'm not. I don't think that they're going to make that many to the Disney World passes. I don't think they really had that much of an issue with how the those were set up. I mean, it's a whole different beast in Disneyland, right? Like they had to make a change there. I I, I was reading something that like what was it it was well over 50 percent of the of the guests uh at disneyland are annual pass holders and they just literally didn't have enough space for all the people that wanted to be pass holders yeah and disney disney world that's not the problem and 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 the big difference too is that um so disney disney world has you have the the silver gold and platinum passes yeah um silvers for people in florida residents only gold is florida residents and dvc and then platinum is basically everybody else. So, so those tiers are pretty straightforward in Disneyland. They had, <laughs> there was a lot more complication to it. Like a lot there of were, tiers. Yeah. There <laughs> was like the, yeah, yeah, the SoCal pass. There was, there was all these things where, um, you know, they, they had different types of passes with, with, um, I mean, blockout dates were in both cases, but yeah, they, they had a lot more plans and stuff. And, and even like, you know, the, you know, the, the monthly payment plans and stuff, um, they, they made it a lot more accessible for people in California because yeah, like you said, they, they knew that there was a lot of local people there that wanted annual passes, but the problem is, is reopening the resort right now. They can't allow for, you know, all of that annual pass holder traffic and, you know, whenever they get back to allowing people outside of, of California, it's just not feasible. And that's why they had to basically like scrap the current system and redo it. The difference in Florida is, you know, it's a much bigger place and the, um, 
yeah, the, the amount of, um, people that had passes there was not nearly as, um, the, it, it didn't as eclipse. Big of a problem. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't eclipse the, uh, you know, the, um, out of town visitors. Really, Disney World is much more tuned to out of town traffic. They assume that, that, yeah, they assume that people are coming from out of town all the time. So, for sure. Um, yeah, it, 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 like you said, it's, it's a very different, uh, very different animal. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they just come back with the current tiers and probably some tweaks to them. I, I can definitely yeah, I can see, see that I, I can see there being a little bit more restrictions and, and blockouts. And, yeah, and again, the, updates. yeah. And, and this may even tie into what we were talking about earlier with the fast passes is that yeah. they may be trying to realign themselves with a new fast pass system. And then they'll say, Hey, you know, you know, here's the new fast pass system and you can buy annual passes now, which, you know, either gets you a discount or something, some sort of benefit alongside of it right yeah yeah it's it's interesting to see that how this is going to go right so I, I do think they'll make some tweaks like you said uh and i i do think that you know there's a chance that they they you know maybe add some more blackout dates or whatever but this also makes me think that disney expects by august 16th that they'll be back to full capacity or close to full capacity right like i i feel like they can't do this unless they feel like they'll be able to really open things up. Well, I mean, based, I based on, um, you, you know, based on the current trajectory of things, you know, we, we talked about it last week with them changing the mass policies and distancing. And, and um, I, I'm sure you saw that, uh, you know, like they took the, the plexiglass off of uh, yeah. Soren. So, and they got rid of all the relaxation areas, which makes sense. Cause you really, those were for outside, you know, mass. Yeah. Clothing, so, yeah, they they don't need them anymore. I I would yeah. say, you know, yeah, they I I think, you know, Disney knowing Disney, they they have forecasting and and all that kind of stuff. There is probably a trajectory that they're on that they're saying, "Hey, based on, you know, the the current state of of how things are opening up, how how the the CDC guidelines have changed and everything." Yeah. Um, you know, they they I wouldn't be surprised if they have a plan from here until the end of the year, probably even longer than that. Where, yeah. But, you know, at the very least, the next, you know, six to eight months, they're saying, you know, at these times, we're going to open up these shows. We're going to add this. We're going to, you know, you know, widen the scope of what we're doing. And, yeah, the idea being, you know, once they get far enough along where they can justify saying, you know, here's an annual pa- pass and, you know, selling the annual pass doesn't feel like – um I don't want to say right now it feels like a ripoff, yep. but if if you think about it, you know if you bought an annual pass right now, it's like you're basically agreeing to that you know you don't care about fireworks, you don't care about shows, parades, shows, parades, any yeah, yeah any of greetings, yeah, right. So so I I think that you know they want to be cognizant of saying you know hey we're offering an annual pass and knowing that there's a certain level of value to it because if if they try to sell it now, one it seems like a money grab. And two, um, you know, people, if, or, you know, people, if they sold it now and they, they tried to discount it because they're saying, you know, not all these things are available. So we're selling a cheaper pass. It sets a bad precedent going forward where people won't pay for a more expensive one because they'll say, well, you, you sold it four months ago for cheap because you were only 50% open, you know, give it to us for the same price. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. Yeah. I, I mean, <sighs> It's going to be interesting. I 
I am wondering where they're going to be at that point. I mean, you know, we'll know obviously at some point, but um, you know, it makes sense also that they want to sell passes again with the 50th uh, celebration starting in October. Right. So they want to get a head start to that and they want to start selling those passes again and and bringing people in with, with uh, the promise of the 50th celebration. So, and you know, there's going to be new ride debuting. There's going to be all sorts of stuff going on for that, all sorts of events. So, you know, I, I think, I think this is part of that. Yeah. And like I said, I'm honestly, I, uh, I talked to my wife and we're both like 95% sure that, uh, um, we're, we haven't bought our tickets yet for our, our February trip because we're waiting for an annual pass. We we, want to see if we can get an annual pass for that trip. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. All right, so I, I have a headline here the, of Epcot updates, and it's kind of more like Epcot area updates because there's some boardwalk <laughs> in here too. Yeah, uh, and I just tried to group them all together. And truthfully, these are kind of like almost like remember, remember we used to do like the speed round. This is almost like speed round topics, right? Because yeah. these are not things we need to talk about a lot. But okay, so so why don't um, okay. we don't have to do a full on speed round? But we especially but, since Damon is not here to yell at us to go faster. So right, but here <laughs> Let's high level this. So, so the, there's four topics here. There's um, Disney Cruise Line merchandise and treats are now available at Disney Yacht Club. Boardwalk ice cream is replacing Ample Hills Creamery at Disney's Boardwalk Resort. Uh, the three Caballeros animatronics have returned to the Grand Fiesta Tour at Epcot. And Space 220 Restaurant <laughs> I put <laughs> um, it on here just so I laugh about this because I don't believe it. So Yeah, so... so Okay, so for the first two, I mean, yeah, I, I get where your your thinking was with this that you know yacht club and boardwalk are you know pretty yeah. th- they're hot resort area, yeah. right? Yeah. So so the merchandise at yacht club that's cool. I don't care it, about the merch. I care about yeah. the food. <laughs> and, and, and I think you know that this again would be something that that Damon would care about probably more than us because you know for me. Um, the, the Disney Cruise Line merchandise doesn't do anything for me because I have no plan to get on a Disney cruise anytime. So. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, yeah, fair, that's fair. But I feel like this food looks good. This, uh, whatever that, uh, that, that thing is there, the, the blue thing, <laughs> the, the blue thing, the, the blue thing. It, it's yeah. It's, with it's with the little, thing. with the little, um, gold, uh, captain or yeah. The little the pirates wheel in it was, let's see. Yeah. So especially snacks include a lemon tart with raspberry mousse, a Mickey shaped rice, crispy treat, whatever. And a blue <laughs> cream cheese trifle. The blue cream cheese trifles. Oh no, wait, that's that's the thing in the cup. Yeah, with the lemon no, the, tart with the raspberry mousse is the thing I'm talking about. Yeah, which yeah, it looks incredibly like it's like a navy blue. Yeah, yeah, it's very. It looks like the blue of the of that deserted uh, that cheesecake at Satuli Canteen. It, yeah. it's that same kind of color. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, so, y- you're right. I mean that that is cool. Again, you know, going back to our, our earlier discussion, you know, it's you know something that looks interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it's still a lemon tart, you know, it's not, it's not going to be, or I wouldn't expect it to be mind blowing, but yeah, it definitely looks interesting and, and thematically fits the yacht club. So yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. This next, this next one I really wanted to talk about, it's kind of funny. So I, I did geeking on WDW. Uh, I did that this, this past week and, mm-hmm. uh, was, was talking to, uh, Curtis and, and it's going to come out in a week or two. It's not, I'll, I'll let you guys know when it's coming out. But, um, I was actually talking about the fact that Ample Hills Creamery was gone off the boardwalk and how sad that was because Ample Hills was, was great. And, uh, you know, I, I think I've told this on the show before that I got, they used to, they had ice cream flights there. 
and I got an ice cream flight one time, but it was like nine flavors, and I, I nobody wanted to share it with me, so I ended up eating it all <laughs> myself. And I was like, thought I was going to puke all over the boardwalk, but um, they the, the space was just sitting empty. It's just been sitting empty, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Disney throws up a sign that says "Boardwalk Ice Cream," which come on, Disney, like can we we can't come up with a better name than that. Well- <laughs> well, I, to to be fair, you know, so I, I will admit that for for me personally, there's some restaurants that I know the names of them. Like, uh, was it Nar Narcosis or whatever? Yeah, Narcosis that I ate at. Yeah, yeah. Trip. So so based on the name alone, I have no concept of where it is on property. All right, you know what? That's fair. And, and same thing with like you know Ample Hills Creamery. That could be anywhere. Boardwalk ice cream. I know where that is. Like that's true. It's on the boardwalk. <laughs> yeah, I, and and it does. It does seem like it's um. And listen, I'm glad they're using the space. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm not gonna come. Like, I'm happy that they decided to use the space and to put an ice cream shop in there because when I think boardwalk, I think ice cream. Like, it's it's a synonymous thing to me. So this is great uh, that they're doing this. But I was also I was looking at the menu and felt kind of uninspired by you. <laughs> um. But it just was kind of, you know, very standard fare and, and not even like the, the ice cream flavor variety was like, was very, uh, like, how do you not have chocolate chip cookie dough? Like, do you gotta have chocolate chip cookie dough? <laughs> right? Like, well, okay, I was gonna ask. So, so what is required for ice cream flavors? I guess. Well, I think you have to have the traditional chocolate and vanilla, right? You always gotta mm-hmm. have that. I think chocolate chip cookie dough and cookies and cream go next. Like, I think those have to be there, right? Really, you wouldn't no. you wouldn't put strawberry in before? Uh, I'm not a strawberry fan, but I, I could see it. Okay, we'll, we'll throw strawberry. Are you big? Are you like strawberry? You so like, to go I, like Neapolitan I, or I I do I like straight strawberry, but you know as as I've said in the past, you know I, I I'm not I'm not a huge connoisseur of ice cream because it doesn't sure. agree with me. But yeah, um, yeah for for me, I would I would put you know a good strawberry ice cream above. Um, you know, but before you get into like Rocky Road or you know anything where you start mixing stuff together, even cookies and cream, I feel is, um, yeah, that I, I wouldn't count that as like standard fare necessarily. No, like cookies and cream is probably like the third most popular ice cream you could get. <laughs> like it's extraordinarily mm. popular. Okay, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, I guess I always assumed vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry were the default. Let's see. Flavors. I just, I just Googled this right here. Let's see. What do I got here? <laughs> All right. Wow. It's it's further down than I thought it would be. Wait, where is it? <laughs> oh, cookie, cookies and cream and, 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 and chocolate chip cookie dough are actually the same uh, on this list. So, uh, but, oh, yeah. See, in this list, I, I just, I, I called it, right? So, the International Dairy Food Association top 10 ice cream in the in the country, vanilla, chocolate, cookies, and cream. One thing we didn't mention was mint chocolate chip, and that's next on the mm. list. Then chocolate chip cookie dough, butter pecan, which I don't care for. <laughs> Strawberries on the list, though, number ten, and then every number eight, and then moose tracks and Neapolitan. So <laughs> moose tracks. I don't know. What? Do, okay. All right. <laughs> I, 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 again, I'm, I'm not into popular ice creams. I guess. But so I don't know about you. I know you don't do ice cream that much, but like. Do you, are you a hard ice cream or a soft ice cream person? Because I'm all about hard ice cream. Like I'd much prefer scooped ice cream to a, a ice cream out of a machine. I, I just oh, much okay. prefer that. So I, I was going to say, I guess what? Okay, so you, yeah, you're talking soft serve versus the the bucket yeah, yeah. 
ice cream. I, Soft serve I, or, or hard, yeah. I, I'll say for the times that I do have ice cream, I definitely go for the, the bucket, the hard ice cream. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. I never go cone either. I, I Cone is too much work. Like, I want to enjoy my ice cream experience. If it's on a cone, you, then I, I have to, like, rush to eat it. You, you don't know? do a waffle cone? I'll do a waffle bowl. Okay. It, you know, I'll do a waffle bowl, but anytime it's on a cone, you're you're in a race against time. But but a <laughs> waffle cone is big enough that it encompasses it and will not drip everywhere. I don't know. I think I feel like I still had waffle cones where it's dripped. I, I see. I got my waffle bowl, and I got the best of both worlds. I got the waffle bowl, I've got, and it's not you know I don't have to rush. Yeah. It's right there. We're good to go. Yeah, so anyway, fair enough. I'm glad they're using this space. I'm excited. Yeah. No, and, and yeah, you're you're right. You know, it, it's definitely better than them just you know. I guess the longer that these things go on where it's like, they're not using a space. It's like, you go like, are they, you know, are they ever, are they just going to tear it down? Like, it's like the odyssey where forever was just sitting there just empty for, you know, only for special events. But I mean, it was, it was good that they did this. So yeah, exactly. And then three uh, caballeros animatronics. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that. Yeah. Moving on the the three caballeros animatronics. This is so people were freaking out about nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well like that they were gone for good yeah like yeah like, yeah so so i guess the thing is that and, and i've seen this many times in facebook groups is that you know people will post a picture like oh you know i went on the the uh, mexican fiesta tour and you know it was just the cardboard cutouts you know so disappointing and it's like okay these animatronics are not always easy to fix and and i use um I use the example of pirates. Like, like the, the yeah. I, I guess the problem is, is that something like three caballeros at the end, you know, th- those animatronics are a big um, point the in the ride. Yeah. And so people notice a lot more, but I can tell you for the amount of times that I've read pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland and like entire sections of pirates have been missing from it because they, you know, and, and it, but it's exactly the same thing is it's like, you know, the, the, they break down, they have to do maintenance. And sometimes it's not a simple, like, you know, fix it in a couple of days and it's back up. Sometimes, you know, the, there's some substantial work that they have to do with it. This sounds like the same kind of thing where, you know, they, they had to make sure that they had them working properly and they may have done some upgrades at the same time too, but now that they're back, you know, that uh, it'll be fine for as long as they're back. But then the second that they pull them out again to fix something else, everyone's going to go into doomsday mode again. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to become Coco or something. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. What, the thing I found cool about this is, and it, for those that don't know this, and I, I, I feel like I knew this, I just kind of forgot. So part of why it took them four months to do this is that those animatronics are 50 years old. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, and and they they were so Imagineering literally. It, this is according to uh, Zach Ridley. We were just talking about the other day. The Imagineer that posts on Facebook. I mean, uh, uh, Instagram all the time. Um, said, you know, shout out to our Imagineering team who lovingly restored these historic animatronic figures, audio animatronic figures from the ground up using the latest technology to replace components that were originally made by hand fifty years ago. <laughs> so these, I mean, literally these animatronics were uh, they were. At opening day, I think, of Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And part of the Mickey Mouse review. And then they were in Tokyo Disneyland for 26 years. And then, and then they came back to Disney World in 2015. So these animatronics have been around and they contained all of the original components uh, from 50 years ago that were hand built. And if you, it's interesting. If you watch like the Imagineering story, they talk er- about early on Imagineering that they just kind of like tried stuff. Like they didn't yeah. even keep like notes. 
like yeah, they, what they were doing. <laughs> they just kind of mess with something until it worked. Yeah, they, you know? they, they would invent something and they would not have any record keeping of how they did it. And then someone would have to go back later and re, uh, reverse engineer their process to try. And, and that was where, you know, a lot of rides, unfortunately, you know, things got lost and whatever, because no one could figure out how it was done in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it, which is a f- ridiculous way of doing things. And they got better later. Uh, you know, if you watch again, if you haven't watched Imaginary Story and yep. you're into this kind of stuff, watch it. It's great. Uh, I, I hope they do more, but there's some really interesting things in there because they basically make it seem like they really didn't get their stuff together until, uh, they had to build at some of the Asian parks and, and, and those, you know, and it, those parks, uh, the, since they didn't own them, the, the owners of them were requiring all sorts of paperwork that they never had to produce before. So then all of a sudden they got it together and kind of started keeping records of things and, you know, and, and breaking stuff down. So, but I just think it's funny because this has gone for four months, but they were restoring these really historic animatronic figures. It's cool. And, you know, and, you know, we've, we've mentioned this before, like I, I've said about how, you know, that like, I'm sure that they machine their own parts and they like, like, yeah. you know, for something like this, they probably looked at some of the mechanisms and went, you know, oh, there's nothing off the shelf that can replace, you know, the joint on this animatronic. So they, they've probably been spending some time just, you know, redesigning the parts. And, and like they said, you know, it's, it's also, they now have a better handle on animatronics as a whole. And they probably have some, some good baselines of, you know, this is how you should build them so that they don't, um, <laughs> so you don't get the, uh, the, the horrific breakdowns that you see sometimes where like the animatronics are like, having a convulsion or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So like the ones in Carousel of Progress where like, yeah, it seems like every once in a while uh, an arm falls off or, or you know, and, and they like do some weird twitching and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, that it, it sounds like, you know, they, they definitely try to, you know, make sure that these are, are cared for and that, you know, going forward that people riding the ride don't, don't feel like it's been, if you think about it, the animatronics have been replaced, I mean, the, yeah. you know, sorry, not all to the quote, guts inside them have yeah. been replaced completely. Yeah. <laughs> not, not to quote WandaVision, but you know, it's, it's, you know, Theseus's ship theory yeah. <laughs> again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's heavy stuff in that, uh, in that show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but it is the same ideas, you know, they eventually have to replace them, but you know, at the very least riding the ride, you're never like, you know, lots of people get to enjoy it again and and also you know be prepared that you know i don't think there's a single time that you can go to to disneyland or disney world where there's something not in repair at this point yeah of course like it's yeah yeah just all until they turn this right into coco we all know that's what's going oh totally yeah <laughs> yeah that you know it'll be coco and then you know three caballeros will be completely forgotten and no one will ever remember what that was right depending how cool they make the coco thing like if they just do a like a little overlay i I feel like they need to do more than that and there's a lot they can do but listen another podcast right and and let me say this if if they're gonna do you know a coco ride then i'm 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 gonna not be surprised if they you know went to the italy pavilion and did a luca ride next cool (laughs) it would be cool but yeah, it's <laughs> not everything has to have a ride. 
<laughs> I wish they would go back to, you know, there was a concept years ago where I think it was, what, the Japan Pavilion? Mm-hmm. Where they were going to make like a Matterhorn type of, of ride back there, too. Oh, man. So many cool things that get left on the cutting room floor, you know? <laughs> anyway, Space 220 supposedly is maybe going to open soon. <laughs> I just, I just don't believe I, <laughs> anything with this anymore because so I've been. You, yeah, you've had two too many times. Yeah, you, you've had two years of spring or no? Was, was it last year or the year before? I don't even oh, remember. You, no, remember when they said winter twenty nineteen? Like winter twenty nineteen yeah. is going to happen, right? And then January comes twenty twenty, February comes nothing, and then COVID happens and everything closes, and now it's May of twenty twenty one, still no space two twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I understand it, and I I think I I got the feeling that you were kind of secretly hoping in the back of your head that there would be something announced before your last trip. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, I always hope. It, like, I got lucky with the people mover. My luck yeah. was not going to happen with Space Two Twenty. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. Like, I just I I just don't believe this restaurant's ever going to open. I think it'll open like uh you know in 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 twenty forty. <laughs> like, oh, you, you think they're going to pull a hatbox ghost? It's just yeah, it's just going to sit there forever. It, I, it it'll appear and then disappear for like forty years, and then they'll be like, yeah. hey. <laughs> I mean, listen, is it positive that they're hiring people? Yes, yes, <laughs> they're hiring a bunch of positions like chefs and waiters and and busboys and all that fun stuff. So. You don't hire those people unless you intend to open, sure. But I feel like we've been through this exercise. I feel like they've already... They had these jobs posted at one point, and then it just fell through again. So I, maybe maybe it really is done for real this time. Like maybe, maybe it's just been sitting there done for a while. And we did see an update fairly recently about it. So maybe it'll I, finally open and then we can go. <laughs> I, I hold back to what I said earlier that... There is probably a timeline somewhere, and I wouldn't be surprised right. if going into the summer, you're going to start hearing more and more news. You know, you know, you'll have the usual summer, um, the usual summer just stuff going on. Like, yeah. like they always want to make sure that they're doing the, you know, the the normal out of school. Um, you know, it's busy there and all that. I I can bet you though that by like August coming into September, you're going to suddenly hear about you know. Things like Tron, you're going to hear about what their plan is going more, not just for the 50th itself, but going into the next, um, they said it's going to be like a year and a half celebration of the 50th, which yeah. is not surprising. They, they did the same thing for the 60th at Disneyland. We actually went, we went pretty early to, um, for the opening of this 60th. And then we went again a year later and there was still lots of 60th stuff going on. And, and it made sense because they wanted to make sure that people got a chance to experience it and all that. I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of doing the same thing here where they're not going to dump everything up front. And Space 220, is, I think, is going to be one of those things that, you know, they're going to announce a bunch of new rides like Guardians of the Galaxy and everything. And it, it, they may even decide to, to tie it in with when um, Future World or sorry, what are they calling it now? Is it Future World still or I don't know what the uh there's the neighborhoods that you yeah. you put me on the spot here. I don't remember what all the neighborhoods are called, but yeah, yeah. I I'm again I'm drawing a blank. I, I, it's gonna be I'm still gonna call it Future World for probably the next <laughs> ten years anyway. But yeah, I, isn't um, it like World Celebration is one of them? Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if as they're getting to the tail end of the construction there that you see Guardians Space Two Twenty. 
and we, the, there was supposed to be a Pixar thing opening up there, like a play area of some sort. Yeah, the play area. It's not. Yeah, yeah it's not just Pixar. Okay, so it's World Discovery, World Celebration, World Nature, World Showcase. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if when they get to the end of that, that you suddenly see that they're like, oh, you know, bang, bang, bang. Here's all these things opening up really quickly. But I, I'm I'm betting right now that you won't see these announcements until August and they'll probably be either targeting November for it'll be November for some of them. And then you'll see like going into early next year will be the rest of it. I'm going to say Space 220 opens in July just because I'm making bold predictions today. <laughs> Whatever I don't know when in July it's going to open sometime in July. No. I'm, I'm still a little I'm still riding high from when I basically predicted when Disneyland was going to open. Like by I was off by a day, but I almost. <laughs> hey, if if they open it in July, I I would be impressed. I I don't see it myself, but I'm just saying, why do you hire these people now if you're if you're not going to? I mean, I, I mean, I guess it's, it might be harder. It might take time to get the people and then train them. And yeah, tra- training and onboarding does take a while so i'm August. I'm sure yeah <laughs> August. all right yeah. let's wrap this okay. thing up i'm getting yeah. pushy. <laughs> yeah yeah we, we, we've been going for a while it's yeah uh, i'm tired <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're not used to this nighttime stuff folks it That's uh weird. yeah it, it, it makes us do weird things so that's, that's true. Yeah, the the older shows when we used to do them at night, it would it would always get fun towards the end because we'd all start getting a little tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just get exactly. get really silly. Anyway, continue. Okay, so. uh if you guys want to let us know about a, a trip you have coming up, if you want to ask us questions, anything like that, make sure you guys reach us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. We, we love hearing from you guys and, uh, we, we have a lot of great listeners who, you know, you guys share your information with us, ask questions, all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, just, just keep it coming because, you know, I, I think, the community and everything around us has become a lot of the show and you guys reaching out to us. It matters. Like we, we, yeah. we, we want to make sure that you guys know that it matters. <laughs> yeah. We, we enjoy yeah. seeing that stuff. I'm enjoying currently, uh, Chris's, uh, trip updates, uh, everyday updates yeah. the group. Uh, they're pretty funny. Yeah. Those, those are fun. Like I said, you know, it's fun to read that kind of stuff. So yeah, speaking of the group. So if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can find us as welcome home podcast. And, and the group that Tom mentioned is welcome home, Disney waitlist. Uh, feel free to join us on there. It's, uh, you know, great group of people. Everyone's really positive and, you know, it's, I, I feel it's a good place to talk about Disney and, not get into the <laughs> the crazy that you see in some other Disney groups out there. I, yeah, I don't want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say we're the best Disney group out there, but you know, I obviously I, we are. Obviously, mm, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to start any turf wars, but are know. there any better? I don't know. Yeah, probably not. I, I haven't found a better one yet, but uh, you know, I'll leave that up to you guys to decide. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, make sure you join the group and. Uh, as usual, you guys can also find us on YouTube as Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, as um, you know, as the world gets back to normal, there will be more content on there. There will, you know, I, I know we've said this for a while, but <laughs> you know, we we do have plans, but a lot of it hinges on us being able to travel again. And yeah, um, yeah so just be patient with that. Um, the same thing with Instagram is uh, you can follow us as Welcome Home Picks, Tom did make use of it on his last yes. trips. So, so there's a bunch of pictures up there of food. So go, go look at food if you e- want. Exactly. So yeah, you, you know, you guys can 
can follow us on those platforms to to get updates as we we get back to more normal. And also, uh, if you guys want some of our merchandise, you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com. You can get the Welcome Home Podcast logo, mugs, uh, um, t-shirts, masks, uh, the get a blanket. <laughs> yep. You can get a blanket. So, so that's where to go for that stuff. We, we have been talking about the haunted river country shirt, um, that will be available, but, um, like we've said, you know, that it'll, it'll show up a little bit different because, um, we're, um, we're just trying to figure out some new stuff to do with that. So, you know, yeah. keep, keep an eye out for, uh, for new things coming, but also if you want some merchandise now, the options there. Probably going to be a separate store, but we'll yeah, we'll, we'll but figure that out later. We'll, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure out how to how to link everything together the nicest way possible. But we'll we'll keep you guys up to date on that. Last but not least, if uh, you guys have an iTunes account or or you know any any platform that you're listening to us on that uh, you can leave a review, please do so. Uh, the reviews do help more people find the podcast, and it helps us hear what you guys are saying whether you like us or don't like us but you know if you don't like us that's fine just you know let us know why and we'll 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 try to take constructive feedback as best we can (laughs) yeah if you don't like damon give us five stars don't give us the one star just say i hate damon five stars yeah Uh, (laughs) that's that's what i would prefer so uh, of course, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, any place you can find podcasts, you can find us. Just look for Welcome Home. Look for the one that says DVC and Disney. That's that's us. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all opinions we express on the show are our own, so please consult a DVC representative or Disney cast member for anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to DVC Resale Market and Monero for sponsoring this episode. Please go check them out if you're looking to buy or sell a uh, resale uh, DVC contract and looking to finance that contract. Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle. It's no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Mm-hmm.